0: What's up, everybody? This is Off The Top. Today we'll be talking about some hip-hop, and it's me, Jordan. Nice little rhyme right there. It's Julian on the other side. Yeah, I figured that would be appropriate for uh, today's talking about music and hip-hop and how things have changed and what's going on currently. And I just want to touch on what got us talking about this specifically
1: Um, uh, I think it was more so uh, rap artist Drake and rap artist Pusha T had exchanged some lyrics in what they call a rap beef or battle, and it exposed each side in certain ways, and one side came back a little bit stronger than the other. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who are following along or want the cliff notes of this,
0: uh, Pusha T is not somebody you want to mess with, and we're waiting on Drake's response right now it's been a couple days but uh anyway to jump to kind of like the grand scheme of things uh as far as hip-hop goes are you much of a hip-hop fan
1: i mean i know you but
0: just for the audience out there
1: yeah i enjoy hip-hop i enjoy a lot a lot of different styles versions sounds i also like a good amount of smooth jazz don't like country if you like country i don't trust you i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it like that and i also do i also like classic rock but Country's a no-go
0: for me. Gotcha. So, Julian's down with whatever as long as it's not country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as it goes for me specifically, yeah, I do enjoy hip-hop. I think it's definitely evolved over time to more of a... I don't know how to describe it besides almost sugary and... Um, more of a digestible and like, you know, you don't have to really sit down and listen to it very hard. You can just kind of, like, oh, this is catchy. You know, I like this melody and whatnot. And I think that there's a good place for that in hip hop. I mean, currently it's popular. It's going all over the place. Um, but before hip hop, I felt like it was more maybe message based or at least, you know, um, wasn't as uniform. Like I feel like today you'll find a song is really closely related to another song that comes out. And so they kind of like have a very, very similar formula of how that
1: that song is made. Yeah. I think if you look at earlier genres of music, whether it be hip-hop when it first started and that kind of sound, which was very, you know, one, two, kind of rhyme-on-rhyme, rhyme, very simple, then hip-hop wasn't as big, and you kind of go into, like, rock and hair bands, um, and they're, like, a very emotionally charged. Like, I think like, when I listen to that music, like, whether it be Def Leppard or Guns N' Roses, Queen, ACDC, it's all very emotionally charged, like, good time music, um, and then you kind of progress into, you know, early 90s hip hop where you take that emotionally charged and you put it into something like um, NWA and F the Police and like all of these critical moments in African American history, which is very closely related to hip hop. And you get this stuff that's really lyrically based, emotionally charged. You move to early 2000s and you have um, late late 90s, early 2000s, you have like Outkast and Jaw Rule and 50 Cent and all these other kind of, which you get this mixture of like a message, but a good catchy beat, like dance type song. And then you move a little bit further away and you kind of almost gone full circle or these songs, like you said, are more like kind of catchy, very simple. Um, Not to say there isn't people who are, you know, super lyrically strong. I mean, I guess I skipped over Nas in the early 90s too, but...
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was actually really cool. I enjoyed how you compared, you know, metal and a different genre of music music to hip-hop and the fact that they kind of took the same, you know, steps uh, as far as, geo- or not geographically, but as far as, like, you can feel the mood in them and how they kind of swayed and evolved. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's... Um, there's a lot of message in hip hop, and historically, there has been. Um, obviously, that's not always the case, just like today. Uh, like we've been saying, that it's been a lot of catchy stuff, but in the same tune, I mean, you have artists or lyricists like, you know, um, Kendrick Lamar or Childish Gambino. Um, and I mean, other people, I would maybe even put Pusha T as a lyricist in there um, that are still pushing, like, you know, sending a message with their songs as well. And not to what I'm really curious now, Julian, what is one of your like, probably if you had a most favorite
1: hip hop artist, who would it be? Andre 3000. Andre 3000. <laughs> yeah, easy greatest storyteller of all of hip-hop um if you don't know who andre 3000 is he's a part of outcast put on quite a few songs usually kills every verse has a very very intelligent man with a very you know good way with words to put him into song to tell a story and kind of make it fun um him and big boy were a great dude i'd i'd pay a lot of money to see Outkast in concert but i doubt they'll ever go in concert again how about you
0: Um, as far as, so I'm a really big lyricist fan. And so I would have to say like, you know, top, top would be Kendrick Lamar, at least in my top three, as far as artists go, uh, whatever genre, I just really enjoy how he kind of like delivers a story with, you know, his songs. And regardless if it's just one song that you, like he's telling a story in our whole album, uh, it's always on point as far
1: as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I know you and I talked I think it was two weeks ago now at this point about Kendrick Lamar winning a Pulitzer Prize and how that, you know, works. Was it was it one of those things that his team was smart enough to realize, like, hey, if we send this over to some guy and they analyze it, he has a shot at winning because, you know, this album, damn, tells a story. Or um, if, uh, you know, you go on and they just heard that group heard it and said, all right, you know, this is this is the story
0: yeah and uh unfortunately i haven't researched much of that to really understand how you know a hip-hop artist and a a rapper would win a pulitzer prize because i mean you know normally you wouldn't see that happening so i feel like there was some sort of intricate steps or something that hasn't been taking place in the past that had to occur for him to win that but still i mean i feel like that shows how you know, much of a storyteller and how skilled he is to kind of, I mean, granted, there's a intersecting balance between those two worlds as far as like, you know, uh, what it would take to win a Pulitzer Prize in the genre and, you know, uh, maybe a storytelling or like, what would be a journalist role and, you know, storytelling in hip hop. But, uh, I think it's very interesting that he won that. Like, you know, at first I thought it was like some sort of, um, miss you know like i saw read something on the onion or
1: something where it wasn't true but yeah it's interesting too because i i don't ever really think of the pulitzer prize besides the time i was in elementary school and you'd see this little badge on like different books or something like that but i never really thought of it in the terms of um like music and artistry and i don't know if maybe they've done it before for other albums and maybe kendrick mars is the first one we're relevant of but it seems like it's one of the first to do it and kind of set that path. Yeah, definitely. And so what do you think
0: as far as you could be, uh, if you were fortune teller, what do you think? I mean, right now, uh, currently we have kind of the catchier side of hip hop, like you've said. Um, what do you think the next step is? Do you think we're going to go diverge from that and go like super message based again? Or is it going to just be you know catchy for the rest of the I
1: don't know if I have an exact answer I think the past few genres from mid to late 2000s you look at like a huge genre of autotune with um, T-Pain and what he did and a little bit of bacon and then you move to like the 2010 and earlier where you kind of have it's a mix of like a unique sound like Drake comes onto the scene Kanye does a few albums that you haven't really heard or like you're kind of mastering the sounds and the tracks a little bit different and right now you know mid to late 2010s mid to late 10s that's really weird to say but um, you have like this what they call SoundCloud or Mumble Rap like these kids who have access to technology to put out music and you know spearheaded by who they call Little Yachty, and then you have all these other little little guys in the mix, <laughs> I guess, no pun intended, but um, all these other rappers who are following that trend. So I think the next thing we hear is something that's going to be very, just a unique or different sound, right? Like I want to consider Post Malone a rapper, but what Post Malone's doing is winning a ton of rap awards, but it's like a very big fusion of a lot of genres of music.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, just to touch touch on your most, you know, the one that you delivered last as far as a point, Post Malone, I feel like, infuses quite a bit of, and I think he's one of those artists that also kind of tiptoes in a little bit of the, I would say, even, like, a tiny bit of rock um, to a little bit of, like, R&B. Uh, to obviously hip hop. He kind of infuses a lot of several elements to his actual songs and, like, you know, his musical presence. Um, it's funny that you mentioned, obviously, I laughed when you said the little guys. <laughs> but as far as they go, I mean, I enjoy some of their names and uh so just to point out some of them because i'm a real fan you have obviously a uh, little yachty yeah <laughs> little uzi vert <laughs> little pump
1: yeah little pump which is one of my favorites uh, little xan <laughs> yeah i guess all all come to fruition from the you know little wayne and i guess he's still rapping or what he's doing it'll be yeah it'll be interesting to see what music turns into i think a, a lot of it diverges into hip hop and maybe hip hop is ruining the market right now. Cause you don't have a whole lot of unique sounds. Like I don't listen to country. I made that clear early on, but I know from my friends that do listen to country that a lot of these new country artists are very hip-hop infused in their sound and even like you look at rock or something like that still like imagine dragons i guess if you call them rock or whatever you call them um or maroon five i don't know what you call these bands nowadays but they're still very hip-hop infused or that kind of upbeat style featuring hip-hop artists so it's very interesting to see maybe hip-hop kind of tails off and you just get fusion music If that's a thing, I just trademarked it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that you were pretty smart into saying that, you know, it's not just hip hop that's kind of uh, changing. And I think it would almost be like the popification of music currently right now. In a macro sense, I think music in general will kind of like sway and like weave into whatever the community or like the large populace is looking for at the time. Regardless of it is, you know, something to get behind as far as like a battle cry for, you know, change in some sort of way. Or even just good times, which I feel like today, nowadays, that's what we're looking for is kind of something that's catchy, simple. And, you know, we don't have to, that's not too heavy to digest. And it's something that's, you know, light and, you know, an easy time to just
1: get into. Yeah. And maybe that's why, maybe a relation to why hip hop is so prevalent now is you know all of our technology or everything around us like they say studies are showing people are having shorter attention spans because like if you're familiar with SportsCenter, center people don't watch sports center as much because you can go on instagram or social media and see a highlight in 12 seconds and have to sit around for an hour-long program to see the top 10 um, and maybe that's what hip-hop does nowadays is like all these younger kids or this generation has you know can just catch a catchy song doesn't have to really pay attention to it super quick moving a lot of different changes don't really care about the no lyrics or the message and they move on as i feel like you look at the old heads of hip-hop who are really about like lyricists like Nas, um mf doom um a few other artists in that range that tell these very intricate stories maybe even jay-z's like first few blueprints um you talk about those and then you kind of have this very different divergence of generations that listen to music, and I think the simple hip hop's really big in that young generation. Yeah, exactly,
0: and I think you can tell too um, by you know the artists that are coming out. I mean, now they're coming out as you know in their twenties, their early twenties. Some of them are even seventeen in Lil Pump's case, uh, and so <clears throat> you kind of see it. And I think that one of the things that is excuse me one of the things that is helping them do this uh that i felt like some artists portrayed so one thing that i really stuck with me is in Jacole's last album there's a song called 1985 and he basically talks about uh little pump and how he's super successful at 17 but in the future of his career it's he's gonna need to make some big changes because as this is a trend it's not going to last for, you know, a, it's not going to be perennial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he needs to make these changes. And And so it shows that, you know, it's, you know, this is a curve. It's always a curve that, um, you know, will have its ups and downs as far as what will be happening in it.
1: Yeah. And I think touching on that, there's a lot of young artists that come into the game whatever genre it is it's always interesting the amount of money that is being made today off of music that wasn't being made you know earlier on so you look at people like some of these new artists that have one single like everyone knows a one-hit wonder but some of the one-hit wonders nowadays are making so much money that they don't really necessarily have to make another song if they're smart with their money the thing is like you're not smart with your money when you're buying you know $80,000, $200,000 $80,000, $200,000 in jewelry, or you're buying, you know, the newest McLaren or Lamborghini or something like that. So it will be interesting the course to see what these what hit wonders, what happens to them as opposed to, you know, the one hit wonders of the 80s or 90s who I feel like maybe made some other choices or were a little bit more mature in their decisions. Um, Yeah, good point. And so I'm really curious,
0: do you know what happened to I think his name was Tank, the thong song
1: guy. I Cisco. Feel like Cisco, that's yeah. what it is. Um, I'm not sure what Cisco's doing. I know his album did well with that song on it, but he probably did a couple festivals and maybe opened his own underwear line or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I mean,
0: just the reason I ask is because to see what happens in the future, I think that you can really get a good idea by extrapolating on the past and so i would say he's a one-hit wonder or you know in that just area of artists and so to see what happens to him but i do believe that you know especially with uh, you know the ability to see how everyone's life is it makes it more pressing or maybe even more advantageous to flex um, to flex your like power, your money and stuff. And so that's why they may be spending it on, you know, cars or watches or jewelry. And also, I mean, like, let's be real, they're 20 and they're 17 and they're 18 and they're 19. So, you know, how many smart 19 year olds, smart 20 year olds and smart 17 year olds, uh, you know, with money that is.
1: Yeah. And I guess you could also look at the case of, like mc hammer filing bankruptcy after his song i don't know how like how much money he made from that song but it's still he probably still makes a lot of money from it today because it's still everywhere and it's just very interesting to see you know those course of events that some artists choose and how they stick around or um, disappear over time would you rather be a hip-hop artist or the lead singer of like a World-renowned band like the Beatles or Queen. Oh, dude, are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) Oh, I would be on Queen in a heartbeat. I think that there is, there is a few amount of times that you feel like you have the utmost power, and I feel like being a rock star would be one of them. Not even a hip-hop artist, a literal like rock star.
1: Yeah, I think what some of those bands were doing back then, I would choose to be you know a lead singer of a band. Um, like some of those festivals or their turnouts they'd have that literally have hundreds of thousands of people um, show up to and like the amount of power that was in you know the group of four to five guys hands you know like Freddie Mercury or even look at like Slash the guitarist or the drummer for Def Leppard like the things that people just knew them for and it was just like shutting places down um, was unbelievable I guess the only exception to that would be like I don't know how to phrase this. I would like to be Michael Jackson, but not Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson, as far as, you know, the
0: fame and the skill of yeah. being an artist. Yeah. Okay. But not associated with like the events. Yeah, exactly. Say. Yeah. Like the pure, you know, probably sometime shortly after Thriller, Michael, <laughs> or no, shortly before Thriller. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think the that, I mean, maybe that's just me and you, But I feel like that there's and maybe it's back in the day, too. I mean, we're talking about bands that had their heyday, you know, years ago or like, you know, tens of years ago. Um, And so maybe that's just how it was back then where, you know, rock was crazy and people were super passionate because they were these guys were delivering a message that, you know, the people almost needed at the time, if you know what I mean. And so that's why there was such a huge support and such a huge fandom or fan base for these guys but yeah i think we're you know that would i
1: would take that nine out of ten times for sure yeah i guess the other thing i didn't really think about is a lot of those bands or the music around then like all the artists today like you can see them on twitter instagram facebook youtube whatever you want to see them on so they're not as big you know legends or gods or whatever you may want to call them as back then even like hip-hop artists or you didn't know what they're doing like if you didn't see him at concert or that they weren't in the news it was like what's tupac doing if he's not in the news you don't know so people went and saw him right uh, queen like you don't know what they're doing or where they are until they're in quebec or something like that and you got to have this huge turnout so maybe that's part of it uh, or maybe it's just like you know the short attempt or just the variety of artists now that people you know just go certain ways and don't go experience a lot of them or whatever it is yeah i do that's a huge point too i was just thinking about all the
0: scenarios where we kind of put these guys on a pedestal and so for instance like you know just think about prince right now um now i want everybody to think about prince getting frustrated as he's in a traffic jam, like something very pedestrian and normal that happens to all of us. Just put a famous person in there. And I feel like that's what social media and technology and being so connected does is it shows the very human side. It shows the side of all these guys that get upset when they get cut off in traffic or, you know, are having a hard time uh, figuring out what shirt to wear or you know simple stuff like
1: that yeah and now like nowadays yeah they're all tweeting about it or putting it on their snapchat or whatever you just get to see it every day so maybe it's the saturation of CMM doesn't have this turnout but the other genre that has a huge turnout that i think is crazy is like edc like the electric dance carnivals or circuses what it stands for and it's just basically djs who put together these mixes of music And play it for these huge crowds where the concerts go from, you know, like 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. So kind of the non-traditional. But like, I guess that could be the next genre. Like, DJs right now are kind of coming to the scene and just kind of killing it. So you look like Marshmello. um, Skrillex did it for a while. Um, You have a few different artists in the game that are just slowly peeking their hands into mainstream music. And they're just putting out hits after hits.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could see that with... I think it was Avicii that had the wake me up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and you also see like uh, DJs and artists like Diplo, who's yep. really big in the hip hop scene. I mean, he's mastered mixes for Riff Raff and uh, a few other people. And granted, Riff Raff isn't the paragon of hip hop. Um, but it just shows that these guys are kind of implementing more and more of themselves into the actual hip hop scene and spreading themselves out a little bit wider. And, uh, you know, the genre, I mean, not all the time do you see these guys you know making um like trap music basically saying like you know a mix between EDM and rap or EDM and hip-hop you see them doing things like I mentioned before Avicii when I think that would almost tip the toe Tiptoe the line of like country a lot of country fans like that music because or that song specifically because it had a lot of tunes and ties to kind of what they've been used to hearing in country so i think you're right in the fact that they are kind of expanding and i feel like they've already exploded but they're not slowing you know their growth is still happening Mm -hmm. and just people are more aware about them
1: yeah yeah it's definitely a unique scene over there there's a lot going on in the edc scene that I probably won't ever go to an EDC event or something. I mean, I did see Diplo in concert. Um, I was a tag along. It wasn't like my first choice, way too many people, but he was cool. Um, but I had some of those, I saw a lot of those types in that concert I went to and that, you know people really love them maybe it's they love the music or they love the atmosphere but you know a and b to go together and you have a real good solution on the other end yeah exactly
0: now the real question is is like are those fans the fans of the artists or the fans of the music so would you see a following like you do with the beatles with diplo granted in a relative scheme and the fact that do you think people would you know just follow Diplo's every move and the fact that, oh, he's, I think he's in my area. Let me wait at the mall for five hours, sissy, hopefully, if he comes through. Or let me see if I can get a locket of his hair if I get close enough to the stage. You know, things like, you know, outrageous fan things that you'd see in almost the Beatles or um, you know, the, the Ramones or bands like that. Do you think that they are fans in that sense? Or are they just fans of, we are here at this music festival to have a great time. And afterwards we're just going to nurse our hangovers and then wait for the next one and not really follow along as much.
1: I think, I think it's equivalent but different I think they are like if Diplo's in town they might try to you know see him at a local spot but I think those fans are more concerned instead about getting a signature getting a like on their photo at the event or you know getting a like on their retweet or something like that that isn't tangible it's like fans back then when you didn't have social media you couldn't see him that was it like that was your one shot to see him you know
0: gotcha yeah that makes total sense Um, yeah, one artist that I actually would be really awesome to see, uh, just because I'm a fan of him and, uh, not specifically huge on his DJ work, but his other work is, did you guys, or did you know that Aegis Alba is a DJ?
1: I've, I've heard his, I've heard him, heard about him DJing. I've never heard any of his sounds, but I've heard about his, he kind of tour about just doing kick-ass stuff all around. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, obviously I'm a fan of, you
0: know, what he's doing as far as his acting career. Uh, he's also done a few things that I aspire to do in my life that I've yet to knock down, but are coming. Uh, and so just a fan of his overall dude, you know, dude just does shit. <laughs> so
1: yeah, basically he's kind of been around, does it all. It's, I, I enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you think, uh, you know, you, the fans, or the audience would want to know, uh, what do you think about hip-hop?
1: I think hip-hop is alive, and it's going to be alive for a while. I think hip-hop is going to change quite a bit, Um, and I think there's various differences. There's a lot of micro-categories in hip-hop where you can find your you know what you like or don't like in it just like jazz like a lot of categories that you can go and find if you don't like elevator music you might like frank sinatra right Um, so i think there's a lot going on in there it's very intricate and there's a lot of money in hip-hop yeah
0: yeah i agree and i think that it's one of those things that like you said going to change and don't anticipate hearing the same sounds and songs that you're hearing today in 10 years or so granted it'll probably be a slow gradual shift but there will definitely be a shift like there has been in the past and besides that i mean the grand scheme of things is this music is here for you to enjoy regardless if you're enjoying it as a one time like let's listen to this while we're getting turned or let me really think about what this artist is saying uh it's there for enjoyment so don't forget to enjoy it
1: but- yeah that's I, I guess my last tidbit would be like if you're younger and watching this and gonna be a parent eventually or you're a parent now and you're listening to this like There's no reason to be square about, like, this music isn't good. Like, in my day, they were a lot better. Like, yeah, sure, that's what you prefer. But, like, there's nothing more tiring than hearing, like, this isn't good, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, change the channel I did. (laughs) Do something else. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't have to listen to it. You can listen to your old stuff. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no wrong in that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to thank you guys for watching or listening again. See, you got me on this thing. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, catch you guys later.
1: Skirt, skirt. Uh mm-hmm.